And we're going to start with an audio question, which I actually haven't prepped you guys with. Uh, so let's play that right now. Hi, team. Uh, big fan of the podcast. Was just hoping you could answer this question on a Q&A episode you do. Um, I'm a 35-year-old uni student. I live in Melbourne. Um, I graduated at the end of this year, hopefully into the public sector or a not-for-profit or NGO. Um, I am currently in a position where my super is only $23,000. However, I do have a term deposit of $280,000, uh, which has been uh, put aside for a house deposit. Um, I'm just wondering if I should keep adding to that. Obviously, house prices here are pretty exorbitant and I'll be an, I'm a single income, no kids. Um, or whether I should be looking to really pump up my super, try and get that up to a more adequate level. Yeah, hopefully you can answer that and I really appreciate it. Thanks. So long and the short of it, 35 years old, 20 grand in super, about to finish uni, wants to buy a house, has $200 in cash. Should he catch up on his super contributions? What are you doing? 280 in cash, was it? I think. Oh, 200, um, I think. 280,000? Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I think you need to wait until you've graduated and you know what you're earning before you make a big decision about it, especially borrowing money. Um, I would just sit tight, take your time. You don't have to rush into it. There's no, there's no crazy urgent need. You've got 280 grand or 200 grand in the bank. That's pretty good. And so your decision then is looking at, well, once you're in the sector... Couple of things. You, if you're, you know, if you, whether you're public service or in the NGO side of things, you might have some pretty sweet salary packaging options, which might give you some extra tax benefits and other things like that that will help you pay for your mortgage or rent tax free, things like that. Um, there's a bunch of things that you could, I guess, benefit from there. And I think just take your time and then look super. You, you've got a good long career ahead of you. I wouldn't rush to to be loading into that. Um, although if you do decide that you want to buy a place to live, there is a first home super saver opportunity there to think about as well, depending on what you're earning. Do you have any comments on that, Shell? No, no financial <laughs> advice from me. But the only thing I would say is how cool that he's looking to get into the not-for-profit space. It's like my all-time favourite. Oh, he said that, did he? A not-for-profit or NGO? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said not-for-profit NGO yep. APS. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. All the letters, all the... Um, letters that mean big things to me. Like I much prefer a career in that area. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, that's good that you guys heard that because I just played these guys that now and I forgot to send send it to them before and I got up and poured a terrible coffee because we're working at a co-working space at the moment. But uh, look... I, to me, these questions that we get, and thank you for sending through your audio questions. And if you want to send in your audio questions, please record it, send it to team at sortyourmoneyout.com. And because we don't get many, you'll probably get a guaranteed up on the podcast at the moment. But like 35 years old, about to finish uni, I'm assuming that this individual has worked probably for the 10 years prior or during university, probably for themselves because, you know, he's got only 20 grand super. Even if he had worked for more than 10 years, you would expect to have more super. So we know that probably some type of self-employment or I don't know, it could have been a professional student. Where did the 200 grand come from? Was it saved? Was it inherited? Doesn't really matter. For me to the point, should he put that money into super? I'm not doing that. I'm getting our career established once we know where we want to work and live. Like in the non-for-profit stuff, you know, you've got the best opportunity. You're cashed up. You might find a banging job in another state that you want to go to. 
I'm probably not even buying a house straight away until you absolutely keen on that place that you want to live. And then I would probably look at, at the time that it comes with that amount of money, we probably should put most of it towards a home deposit Mm. because we can always swing back around and add more to super. If, for example, like, and this is the wild thing with these questions, if you were moving to a regional area, as an example, and there was a home that you were happy to live in and was $600,000, well, we'll still pay the minimum amount. So if it was, what, six hundred grand, $120,000 deposit, you might do that and then make up your super contributions maybe with that $80,000. So the good thing here is you've got options, but in the first instance, I wouldn't be running to put that capital into super if buying a home to live in is the next lifestyle priority. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah. And, and I think on top of that, I'm not sure if you mentioned single, couple, whatever. Uh, single. Single. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if there is a chance that, you know, it's a future family and so forth, I mean, I, I can speak from experience here that having some money in the bank when all of that comes around is pretty handy too. So, loading it into super is not going to give you any access. Maybe it was the regional property. Maybe it's 120 grand. You've still got some money there. That could be invested once you know where you're at and once you're clear on what you're trying to do and and you know what time frames you're dealing with until you might need that money for something else. Yeah, and also for those who are in a good position where they may have inherited uh, some bank or you've been really good at savings over the last 15 years, what I probably would say is if you were to buy a home, just probably commit the 20% to that to not pay lender's mortgage insurance But then again, if you're a doctor or whatever, you might decide, well, I'll just do a 10% deposit, no LMI, and just keep that cash on the offset account. So we're getting the best of both worlds. We've got future opportunity. Um, I mean, any final observations? I think there's no wrong answers, really. Well, I probably wouldn't be putting it into super. That's probably... (laughs) (laughs) There is one wrong answer. (laughs) Well, I'll probably go one step further. Like, you're, you know, 35 years old, graduated... Like, you're not going to rock up to the next role earning a minimum wage, I would imagine, just because you've had all this life experience, you've done something the last 15 years, even if the last three or four was university. There can be some provisions where once you are in your job or into your house and you do have um, some capital left over, we may be able to use the um, catch-up contributions Mm. and you might decide to put some money into super and use the uh, concessional contribution catch-up provisions. Yeah, so I mean, either way, tax-wise, it'll probably make sense now that you're graduating, you're probably going to earn good money 
not to just dump the whole lot in, even if you were going down the super route. Yeah. You want to so there's, split that. There's some strategy involved if you were Big to time. do that. Yeah. Because when I started my business, I know that, you know, at the end of each fortnight a week when the pay would come in, it's like, hmm, do I pay my rent or put money into super? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm paying rent. <laughs> um, so while I did start my business and because I was self-employed, there wasn't a mandated amount that I had to put in. I've had a conscious decision lately to catch up my super, quote unquote, but I'm not doing it for the sake of catching up my super because we've always got to step back. You know, Glenn James's super isn't just his retirement trust account that's locked until age 60. It's investment properties. It's my business. It's my share portfolio outside of super. So Glenn's wealth isn't just quote unquote super. And we have to sometimes have that mindset because how many clients have you had, James? They've come in, they may have worked for 35 years. Oh, bloody, we don't have super. We don't know when we can retire. You've got $50,000 a month <laughs> coming in from rental income. You'll be yeah, all right. You've got eight properties and <laughs> yeah. some shares. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.